Hello and welcome to the Fizzle Show. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. Y'all ready for this? Back to another Fizzle Show episode. It's Friday. This is the Fizzle Show, our chance to help freelancers, creatives, and indie entrepreneurs by sharing the nuts and bolts of what makes businesses actually work. Every Friday, we publish another conversation about the art and science of supporting yourself doing something that you care about. Your hosts are, there's three of us today, Steph Crowder, Director of Member Success, Corbett Barr, Experienced CEO, Chase Reeves, that's me, Hart and Chutzpah, Creative Director. All of us work here at Fizzle.co. More on that in a little bit. Listen, on the show today, this is a really good one. I think you're going to really like this. I hope you do. Paul has a six-month runway before he has to find another job. He really doesn't want to find another job. Instead, he wants to use his existing blog and product that are already out on the market to grow those to enough revenue to support himself and his family. So the question we get into today is what should Paul do next? And Corbett has some very strong opinions about it. Follow along at home at fizzleshow.co slash 118. I'll be back after this conversation to fill in any gaps. Barrett, Barrett's the problem. Barrett, I had a is, feeling. Gosh, he's always late on the clap. Yep, he's late to a lot of stuff. <laughs> oh, we, let's rip. Oh, Barrett, let's have a Barrett's not <laughs> let's here day. Rip Barrett apart. All right, people on the podcast uh, here and the Fizzle Show, welcome to it. It is uh, me, Chase Warman Reeves. That is Corbett Lee Barr, and over there is Steph Wardeman Crowder. Oh, wait a second. And over there is. Oh, Barrett Brooks. No, he's not here, actually. Barrett couldn't make it to the show today. So we're going to tell you 10 things you didn't want to know about Barrett, and he didn't want to share. <laughs> That'd be you, a great episode, actually. You won't believe number six. <laughs> That's my headline. So uh, we're going we're, we're gonna to have a podcast today without Barrett, and I, I've, I, I'm... Really, I, for one, am excited. I'm, I'm not. I, I feel like we're going to miss out on his, on his wisdom, because what we're going to do today is we're going to break down another one of these business breakdown uh, episodes. Last time we did this, there's a there's a whole industry of adult coloring book. You know what I'm talking about. A lot of flesh-colored pencils. Not, nope. <laughs> nope. <laughs> Corbin just goes, not, nope, not that. It's not that one. That's not what it's about. You know, it's adult coloring, so what are you going to do? Yeah, it is called adult coloring. Adult coloring. Adult is just a bad word. Adult is, yeah. is uh, adult coloring. You got to make, I mean, it's like 18 and over. Which episode was that? 113. Oh, 113. Yeah. I feel like we might get into trouble today because we don't have dad watching over our shoulder. Yeah. Trying All to keep right. us on track. All right. <laughs> okay. Let's get okay. back into it. I can try to be in charge, guys. All right. Oh, my gosh. Let's, let's see what, what, uh, what's going to happen. So, Steph, uh, if, if you were running the show today, how would you, how would you start? All right. So I think, you know, we, like I said, we did this in episode 113. We talked about um, the adult coloring book business that Chase so eloquently just talked about. Um, and we got a lot of great feedback on that. There were a lot of people out there who enjoyed the strategy and liked hearing different perspectives and it got them thinking critically about 
uh, her business as well as their own. So we thought it would be fun to do this again with another fizzler who is in a very interesting situation. So we're basically just going to kind of break this thing down. If that sounds good to you guys, I can I like give it. us a little, a little rundown of the, uh, of the situation that this particular fizzler is in. And then we can kind of go from there and give our, give our individual takes. I and, love it. And just in case people are concerned, we, uh, we actually get permission to do this ahead of time. Yes. We're not just springing this on people. And just in case people are concerned, I won't be bringing any flesh-colored pencils to this business breakdown. Thank you. Yeah, you you got it. <laughs> For my sake, being in the same room. <laughs> no, I'm looking at them, feasting my eyes on, on your, <laughs> All right, Steph, on your take adult us away. coloring bits. Okay. All right, let's do this. So we have Fizzler, Paul, and I'll just kind of give a little summary of this is just like the other episode that we did with Mary's business. This came from a post in our forums at fizzle.co. So Paul posted a really interesting predicament in which he told us about um, the fact that he basically has a seven month runway to get to his magic number or freedom number or ramen profitable or whatever you want to call it. So at the time of his posting, he had seven months. Um, it's about a month later at the time of us recording this episode. So he's got about six months now. Um, so the situation that he's in is he has this runway or a deadline for himself. And there's a couple different things going on with Paul. So Paul has two sites. He has a blog, which is called Learning to See. And he has a membership site for artists called Creative Triggers. So I'll just give a quick rundown of what Paul told us in the forum. So he says, I have a membership site that I work on one day a week that brings in between 400 and 500 pounds a month. I don't market it much. And when I do, it grows, but not fast enough to get to the magic number. He has a blog. That's the Learning to See blog that gets about somewhere between 10 to 20,000 users a month with about 4,000 engaged subscribers. So he's got a significant uh, following for sure. How many subscribers again? 4,000. Okay. He needs um, two and a half thousand uh, a month in terms of revenue to um, support himself and his family. He needs more in the medium term, but he says they could manage at at about 2,500 a month in the short term. Okay. So with all of that being said, he also has a strong CV with 15 years of SEO and content strategy plus general digital marketing. So he he says he could potentially get some freelance and contract work if he needed to, um, but he currently only has one lead for uh, the project work. So that's a little overview of where Paul is at. He also has some ideas. um, He's thought of a few ideas that he's bringing to the table in terms of the direction that he thinks he could go. So I'll talk about those real quick as well before we get into it and give our take. Um, The first one is improving the membership site. So like he said, he is um, getting somewhere, but making somewhere between 400 and 500 pounds a month from the membership site right now. But he says version two should be much better and is underway, but it's not tested. And he's working on getting that to where it needs to be as quickly as possible. Um, But if anyone out there is working on a membership site, you know that that is a pretty big undertaking. So Paul also sort of um, speaks to the fact that that's a a bit of a longer term project. And he's of course at a bit of a pinch to make some revenue now. He's also thinking about doing courses. Um, He's considering putting up a couple of pre-sell pages with a price discount to see what people will sign up for and then make the course or courses depending on what sells. So the second option is some courses. His third idea is an ebook. And his thought here was he would poll his subscribers, test an MVP version and then sell the book from his blog. So the third option is an ebook. Uh, His fourth idea was currently building a 
10-day free course as a new freebie to build subscribers on the blog. It will hook up much more closely with the membership site and with the big keywords driving traffic to the blog. So basically, it'll integrate everything around a single core message. So basically, his idea here is he'd create a free course to try to organically build his subscriber base um, beyond the 4,000 subscribers that it is today. His next idea is guest posting to build his list and his final idea for bringing in his freedom number, getting himself to that freedom number or magic number that he needs to support himself and his family would be getting some side SEO project work. Um, But he definitely makes it clear that he would much rather be completely independent than having to rely on um, freelance work. So um, that is really the gist of it. The only other thing I'll add is that he lets us know very emphatically that he just really just does not want to have to go back to full-time work again. He says it would kill his spirit, but he's also feeling excited that he has a bit of a deadline. Um, and he says he feels more alive than he's felt in a very long time. So I love this post from Paul because you can definitely feel his excitement. You can tell he's nervous, but it's pretty cool that he is seeing this um, deadline that he has to make his freedom number as an opportunity for himself versus um, letting it sort of overcome him and go back to full-time work. So, so that's where Paul wow. is. Wow. Steph, you missed a critical element here. And uh, maybe it's because you are you don't like to use colorful language on the show. I'm not sure exactly. Oh. <laughs> but um, Paul did say that, frankly, Chase just put it. He's just put the marker in already. <laughs> he says, frankly, I'm <laughs> myself. But I'm also feeling more positive and alive than I felt for a very long time. So he's got the emotional roller coaster, the entrepreneurial emotional roller coaster going on already yeah he's already scared to death and feeling alive at the same time it's great fight or flight f and f yeah f and f my f and f okay uh paul if you are hitting yourself first of all clean it up because yeah, you got to know that, that leaves residue all right yes. if you're wearing good jeans make sure you clean that out uh, you know i will say he did bleep himself out like a real gentleman so oh. Oh, well, just like that. Chase did for me. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. And Corbett's like, I have gentlemen that do my work for me. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, uh, I mean, I am, I'm enamored by this. So what I hear in this is I hear, um, okay, I'm going to tell you one thing that I hear, and then I'm going to ask the audience one big question that I need their help with. Um, what I hear is a real self-starter, a real, like, like think of all, li- listen to all the things that he's planned out. There, just like as ideas, right? Mm-hmm. Just that's as ideas. Awesome. That's a, that's a bunch of stuff. It is such a huge mind shift change to go from what's the right thing to do to here's a bunch of ideas that I could do right now. Yep. Right. Yep. And, and you need to realize to everybody out there that 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 latter one is is what's what's the only thing that's the right thing to do is to make well, a bunch and- of things that you could do right now because none of them is going to be the right one. And you only know if it was the right or not in hindsight, right? What were you going to say, Steph? Yep. I was just going to add that I completely agree. And I think it's a good point to make there, Chase. I would also just add that if you're, you know, for me, I'm looking in the forum right now and Paul has three pages worth of replies. He has 41 replies to this topic from the community. And I think a lot of that has to do with the way he's positioned his situation. Like you said, it's enamoring, it's approachable, and he's already done some strategic and critical thinking, which makes it a lot easier for those of us in the community who are giving advice. So I guess I'm just adding to the fact that whether you're in fizzle or not, when you inevitably get to this place where you need some advice from people on the internet or people in your life, it's a lot easier to get great advice when you've done a little bit of the pre-work yeah. for yeah. you know other people because then it just more conversation can happen that way this is something we yeah. we keep trying to hammer home to people um whether it's fizzle or not like steph said this idea of 
if you just ask this gigantic open-ended question, you're not going to get very much feedback. Yeah. And it's the same, right. I think, with mentors. You know, it's yeah. like you have to come with something to show that you've done the work and you've thought through, like, what are the bounds of this problem, at least? Yeah. You know? Yeah, I love that. Okay, so the one thing that I want to ask of, uh, of of our audience really quick is you heard this in, in Steph when she was reading it. We've been trying to figure out the the term for uh, what we have sometimes called the freedom number, what we other times called the ramen profitable sort of number or your magic number or whatever. Right, it's this number that Paul's trying to get to. It's like his monthly, like his lowest n- amount necessary. Like we, I love the term ramen profitable. It's like just barely cutting it, but we're eating. Yes. I mean, they're not eating great, yeah. but <laughs> it's like an, an uncomfortable amount of money that keeps you from having to get a job. But you can, you yeah. But you you don't have to. But you're not like I love that like juxtaposition with with like I have six months to get to this number. And I'm terrified, and I'm more alive than I've ever been in my life. Like it's not like predominantly fear for Paul. He's saying like I'm I'm crapping myself, but like I feel more alive than I have in, in, in a while. But what I'm asking your help for, dear listener, if you have a good uh, if you've ever heard someone use a good term for that number, but besides besides like I just basically frankly I don't like freedom number. Freedom number is what we've been using before, and I like none of us feel great about it because it sounds like like something that we're selling in opposition to French fries. Do you America. know what I mean? It sounds America. like it sounds like we don't. These aren't free, French fries anymore. You know what they are? Freedom fries. That's right. You can get a you can buy them frozen right at Walmart. Um, I I want this what do you, number. How do you to feel about the Chase Freedom Card? That's I'll, like well, <laughs> I mean, you're going to keep chasing it if you use that card. You know what I, I mean? That's so. what I, it's like you're keep just chasing, chasing freedom. It. You're always chasing. You're never finding. You know what I mean? I'm right here, people. Right here. So listen, listener, comment on this episode. fizzleshowco slash one eighteen one one eight and let me know what you think um uh also just before we get into breaking down i feel like the tension's building like i really want to dive into this just before we get into this uh we do have a special going for fizzle memberships paul asked his question in our forums and he's got as as steph mentioned several pages of responses to here's my experience with that or go get him paul or whatever right bunch of helpful stuff if you want to be a part of that same community of basically badass entrepreneurs who are who are like Paul trying self-starters trying to build their thing they have a lot of experience with stuff some are early on some are later on but all of them are helpful you can get uh, how many weeks are we doing for free again five weeks for free that's why it's called try five we went over this for like 20 minutes last time <laughs> wait so like no, if I just don't start <laughs> <laughs> we're not going there we are not going there so you can go to fizzle.co/ Try five, T-R-Y, the number five, and and get five weeks on us. Try it out. Come see if this is the right place for you. Ask your questions in the forums. We've got, we're building out this big old roadmap as a full on, we are working night and day on that thing and it's going to be killer. But in the meantime, there's several tens of tens of courses. There's whatever, several hundreds of videos in there, a bunch of interviews with people and, and the, and the community of entrepreneurs that won't let you quit. Fizzleshow.co slash try five. That's my little ad read. How was that? Was that okay? Mm -hmm. I mean, I, I feel like we could do a hell of a lot worse. That's pretty good. I mean, I was, I've been listening to Mark Marin for five years. I was talking to Corbett at lunch today, and like now he's like, you know, you, you as a podcaster, you're basically working for your sponsors, selling your audience to your sponsors. And now Myron's reading for Uber and all these other companies, and and it just doesn't sound real. It just doesn't sound real coming out of his mouth. It's like it's kind of like well, it feels like. But with, at least I get to tell you about my own thing that I made. It's still hard for me to promote it, but mm-hmm. I'll keep trying. Yep, I'll keep trying. All right, I want to dive right into Paul's business, tearing that ish down are you guys ready for it yeah ready you know what that is right 
That's the sound of LaCroix. LaCroix? Pomple. Pomplemousse. LaCroix. Where did did LaCroix come from all of a sudden? But it came out of nowhere and now it's everywhere. It's a Sundance beverage company. Of course it is. Okay, so Steph, where should we just, where should we dive in with Paul? So I think a good place to start is let's go to the two. He has kind of two separate yet related websites going on. And I think it's like, that's part of what's interesting here is how these, you can sort of feel him debating that a little bit, Hmm. how these two different websites play together if they need to have more of an integrated role. So he has uh, the blog, which is learning to see, um, and it's learning hyphen two, like T-O hyphen C-S-E-E dot C-O dot U-K. So that's his blog. And then he's got the membership site, which is at creativetriggers.com. So maybe we can kind of start by just talking about the two parts of his business that he has going on here. Because, First of all, um, yeah. I mean, yeah. to me, like, so now I'm the only one that, that I haven't actually, Corbett, he was on a, Paul was on a, a Fizzle Friday with mm-hmm. you and you were chatting with him for a while. And Steph, you've been paying attention to the forum thread. I'm the only one that hasn't been privy to Paul's business up until right now. And I, and I was glad I didn't, so, and I, I didn't do any pre-evaluative sort of stuff just so we could do it kind of live yep. while we're doing it. I mean, the first thing that I have to see is simply the fact that there are two things, right? Yep. That is always, that is, that is always a conundrum. It's mm-hmm. always been a conundrum for me too. Right. I mean, I think for just about every person that I know who started up businesses creatively themselves, they're, they've got other ideas and they're like, so do I fold this into or either this, this idea develops into something else? I want to go this other direction. Should I do it with this audience right. or should I start up a whole new thing? So you're just literally seeing the decisions, how they were made yeah. and the progression of time. Like he started learning to see, which is a blog. Um, the subheadline is live a more creative life with a drawing practice habit. So Paul is essentially teaching people or helping people uh, through their drawing practice. Mm-hmm. So they're just learning how to draw. Um, and he started that blog and it's going pretty well. He said he has between 10 and 20,000 people come by the site every month. And in his sidebar, um, he says, join over 4,000 other artists and get free updates. So I assume that he has around 4,000 or more people on his email list at learningtosee.co.uk. Then, right. go ahead. No, I was just going to add, I think that you can see as well, like even in these blog posts that he's putting up, he's getting a fair amount of engagement there too. In some of these posts, I mean, most of them that I'm looking at. Yeah. Yep. So he's got people who are discussing and, um, you know, just talking to him about what's going on with them. So he's got a little bit of a vibrant community going on here just on this blog. Yeah. Which is awesome, right? This is like, this is the perfect kind of business for us to talk about. It's one of those things that I think a lot of people wish that they could be involved in the arts and they don't know how to make it work. And here, here's Paul, um, who has had a lifelong interest in drawing and he started a site about it. And lo and behold, there are a lot of other people who are interested in it and have gathered around his site to talk about drawing. Yeah. It's an awesome, awesome topic. I love that as a, as a direction for this thing. And it does feel like I'm looking in the sidebar I'm looking to see, like, where are we learning about this practice art community, which is his uh, creative triggers, his membership community. Where am I learning about that? Drawings, paintings here. I mean, he's not promoting that anywhere, at least on this very first interaction that I have with the site. No, and when Paul and I talked um, a couple of weeks ago, I asked him about that, and he said that uh, he feels like most people on his email list are exposed to it somewhat regularly because he does talk about it, um, Mm -hmm. like, 
in the content or within emails that he sends to people. Well, I know that first of all, right now, I want to see like, hi, I'm Paul. I run this site over here for people who want to take practicing art uh, professionally. Here on Learning to See is where I where I share, you know, common tips and tricks about uh, about drawing, making drawing a, a habit in your life, right? Right. It's almost like I want there to be a story, a narrative that connects these two properties where you don't have to feel ashamed promoting either of them, especially the membership one, especially yeah. the one that that should hopefully pay the bills at some point right and um that's definitely something that that paul struggles with i think is the promotion aspect um he also you know he his creative triggers now this hold on that stop right there because that is so common i mean i've, I've yeah. struggled that with that my whole life so right. what, what like but i can see it very clearly for him what i what i would what i want him to do Right, I want a big old ad right there. I want it to be real sensible. Like it doesn't have to. I'm not talking about like a huge, like a pop in or even a, a feature box or up at the top of the yeah. site or anything. I'm not talking about anything massive and crazy. I'm just talking about like tell me what you do but, and organize your content and your ideas in a way that it's like I. This is a blog where all of us are discussing this stuff. If you're ready to take it to the next level, if you want to take your drawing habit to the next level or whatever. I don't, right. I'm struggling for words. <laughs> if you want to be really serious about it, then this, right? But isn't this, doesn't this go back to the very first podcast episode we ever did, which is I can look at you and say, you should work out more. You shouldn't drink so much. Yeah. <laughs> but, <laughs> but you can't see that about yourself. It's yeah. about this self realization, it, right? It, that's totally it. And so for, for Paul, he feels shame about promoting his thing to some degree. Mm-hmm. Um, and we can look at it and say, well, you should put it here and there and yeah. whatever. But it takes a while for you to see that yourself. And maybe now that Paul's back is up against the wall, um, he'll be willing to do some of that. That's stuff exactly that it. You, 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 it's one thing when we're playing entrepreneur. It's a whole other thing when it's like, dude, I want to feed my daughter. Like, I want to I want to do the things that I need, I have to do this stuff in order for this to, like, there's a quote that I, that I recently made a little video of. It's great Seth Golden, Golden quote. He's like, don't, you're asking the wrong question. The only question you need to ask is how few people do I need to influence in order to still be doing this tomorrow? Mm-hmm. I love that question because I think when we think we're, mm, when, we're good. when we're putting an advertisement for our thing on our blog, what we think we're doing is being this douchebag sellout type. When really, if we ask the other way, how few people do I need to influence to still be doing this tomorrow? It, then we get to be totally unabashed uh, about uh, about the way that we say like we're 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 doing the way how we do our stuff. Do you know what I mean? Yep. Like like so, how few people, Paul, and every listener out there, how few people can you influence with your thing and still be getting to do that tomorrow and the day after that and the day after that and the day after that? And some there's a number there's a number of people there's a number of sales there's a number of things a monthly revenue this whatever freedom number thing right right. But I I think that the importance of that that phrase is influence, you know, Mm -hmm. because here's, here's Paul worrying about how many thousands of people do I have coming to my site? And that's fine. But the question isn't how broad it's how deep are you going with those few people? Yeah. And right now he he may not be going deep enough to let them know that he has this other thing. So, so there's, um, learning to see.co.uk and, uh, 10 to 20,000 people come there every month. He has 4,000 people on his email list and presumably, he tells those people via email occasionally or via blog posts about Creative Triggers, which is at creativetriggers.com. And that is a community for people who want to practice art and practice drawing. And um, it is a series of training videos and um, I believe uh, live you know, uh, consulting calls 
and a community of people who are talking about their art practice. So it's just, you know, I, I want to practice art and I want to do that with other people, not necessarily in person. So I'm going to join Creative Triggers. Paul said that he earns between 400 and 500 pounds um, per month, British pounds, um, which I think is roughly around $800 um, these days. His prices are listed in dollars. So he, he says it's $17 a month. So if we divide $800 by 17, um, we get that he probably has somewhere between 40 and 50 um, members mm -hmm. of the community. I like how you did that. That's like uh, some some real math stuff right there. It was calculus, I think. Uh, that is like <laughs> really cool that you can do that. Were there any other like details about the business that were missing, Steph? I don't think so. I think that's I think that's the major stuff. And he, but he's I'll, been at this about two years, right? Creative um, triggers specifically, I think. Yes. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, exactly. But I will add one thing to the mindset piece that you guys were talking about too, because I think I didn't necessarily connect the dots on this until we were really talking about it. But I think one of the things for Paul to think about, but also just for everybody out there listening is don't feel bad for providing something of value and asking people to pay for it. And I think we see um, a special level of this in the arts in particular, just because, you know, with art, it's, I know a lot of people for good reason sort of have this internal struggle of, you know, art is supposed to be like this creative outlet. It's supposed to be free. It's supposed to be something that people enjoy as a community. And when money gets involved in that, it's kind of weird. So I think that it's a great point that, that there might be some of that mindset stuff that comes along with this, where it's like, I mean, I feel that now that I'm looking at it, I look at learning to see, and I feel like I, can, I feel like I know Paul more by reading about learning to see. He's very, um, even in his tagline, I have a better idea of what this site is for than I do when I'm on creative triggers. And to me, it does feel a little bit like, you know, um, I don't know, like there's a little bit of, of hesitation with creative triggers versus the, the place where he's doing all of this and putting it out there for free. So I think that examining that is really important to his success. And, and isn't that like the biggest joke in the world, especially about art, because art school is ridiculously expensive, right? Yeah. Um, especially graduate school, people are paying six figures for a graduate um, art education. And Paul feels bad about charging $17 a month. Um, for real, you know, drawing instruction. So yeah, it's uh, it, and that, but that's like that's a hard thing that we all deal with, man. Or at least a lot of us do. And then, frankly, if you don't deal with it, like I, 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 you're probably not the kind of person I'm gonna want to have drinks with on a Friday night. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, right. like, um, but but like, okay. So looking at this, so, I can see very clearly for Paul, like really quick. So I kind of want to think through and say out loud a lot of the things that I'm kind of seeing that I or what I what I wish how I wish he was positioning himself on this. Right? I like everything that I'm seeing on this blog, learning to see Dakota UK. I like the tagline, live a more creative life with a drawing practice habit. There's just a lot of like little like hit words in there, drawing practice and habit that I'm like, yeah, I want to be someone like that. Then uh, free value tutorials. No, you're losing me on this thing. This is the way that it's set up. Uh, free value tutorials. I don't know what that means. Um, and join over 4,000 other artists and get like, I want there to be a very, very explicit like, thing for me there. I, I want it to be like, I have 14 like like templates. I have 32 worksheets and and 10 stories all about uh, bringing, making drawing a part of your daily habit. Uh, click here, click here to download them, right? And, and then, then, then 
pull up a little pop up with the with the with the email and name if you can try to do that okay just so i don't have to have a line and a bunch of different forms and all this other crap right there right i want to see that and i'm gonna go straight to it then hi nice to meet you i'm paul this is all in the sidebar social buttons don't worry about that put those on the about page put them in your first email the people that you send when they subscribe get rid of the social stuff uh maybe in the footer um I don't want those in the sidebar. Popular posts is okay. What I would rather have is um, is these categories. I would kind of pull out your like top two or three and make a little graphic for each one of them. So if, if for instance, anatomy drawing, you have a ton of, of interest in those, I would make a resource page just on the anatomy one and have a little advertisement there like that, that kind of fits with the other ones. Okay. Do you know what I mean? Okay, hold on, hold on. Hold on. Wait, I'm not Hold done on. yet. I know you're not done. I'm but, not done. But you are. Because because we're like looking at the needles on the tree right now. I know, but I got to get this out because what I want I'm getting at is like how how it's all part of to me that these details, these needles are what end up making the positioning of it. But the problem is like from talking with Paul, yeah. he's already overwhelmed. You saw the list of things that he has. He's pulled in a million directions. You're right. Right None now. of that's gonna. gonna like, all I'm I'm thinking about the first experience of a user on this page, and sure. I want them to be like as easy to but go you're from, assuming, but from you're, blog to membership site yes, yes, as possible, yes, yes. right? But but before we get into that, okay, you're assuming that fixing his blog and membership okay. site is the thing that he should do right now. Yeah, I, and I'm not convinced. So l- let me let me um, share a metaphor. Oh, let's say let's say Paul. Let's say Paul is a builder and he has experience building houses. He does it regularly. He knows how to do it. He knows how long it'll take. Yeah. But he's trying to build this new house out of these fancy new materials. All right. And maybe he's got, you know, maybe he had a job on the side as a builder or whatever. And, you know, they provided housing for him. But now he doesn't have that job anymore. And he's over here building this brand new house out of these new materials. Yeah. And he's got a couple walls up and he's making some progress, but he can't sleep in that house right now. And lucky for him, it's summer, so he's got some time. He's got six months before the weather hits, and yeah. and he can still work on his house. But Paul knows that he could be building a house with his old techniques, enough to put a roof over his head in the next couple of months, and that's probably what he should be doing. So, so Paul has SEO and digital marketing skills, and he that's what he does for a living, Yeah, and he knows he can earn some money from client work doing that. Yeah. That's like a, that's the safe route, like putting a roof over your head, running off and trying to build up creative triggers. And with all of this unknown, you're right. That that he's been working gonna... on for two years already. Yeah. So like, and that on that emotional roller coaster that he's on already, I'm scared, shitless, but I feel alive. Yeah. That's going to get more and more acute and stressful as he starts running out as of runway. time runs out, yeah. So the way to take all the yeah, pressure what's off... what's so hard for me, though, is I'm looking at this and I can see how... It's, I mean, it's, I guess this is, just how I, this is just how I roll. That's exactly why I was why I was a designer for forever. It's like immediate. It's like, all right, hold on. Give me the, give me the mouse. <laughs> I just want to fix this and, and, like, and make, the, make these th- this thing strong. Let but me, you're right in that those changes... This is a great instructive little moment uh, about... Because what happened in my brain right there, I think is what happens in most of our brains because... Or in a lot of our brains, people of us who are thinking about uh, people like me, people like like us who are making websites, who are making trying to, to earn a living on the internet doing their thing. Yep. Because we know how to add social buttons to a sidebar. We're like, maybe that'll do it, right? And I right. know how to ch- how to take those off and how to X, Y, and Z and how to do this, that, and the other. So I like want to jump right in and do that. Right. Um. And you're right in that. Uh. In that, really, what that what that means is, I, like, it's kind of like the difference between reading through all your emails and getting to inbox zero and actually doing what matters today. 
Yes. You know what I mean? The email was just work about work. The things that matter are the things that, that matter. To me, the thing, so Paul's biggest thing is that he doesn't want to find a job or whatever to yeah. support himself. But he said he was open to doing contract work. He doesn't do, want to do that forever. Yeah. But that just seems like the most surefire way for him to get cash in his pocket to extend his runway. And this is like, so this, this for the reader, this is so, so true. This is, this is this moment and Paul's thing where, where he's like, okay, I've got a little bit of juice coming in through both of these sites. Not nearly enough. I've been working on the membership site for a while and it just grows really slowly. Right, I've got the blog, and I got all this other stuff going on. What we're learning, what I'm seeing, is the more entrepreneurs that I work with, the more stories that I get to see. It looks like it's about three to five years. Like three would be doing it really quick when you're doing full time with your blog. That is the by far like the five years is by far the norm that that I'm seeing. And so if Paul could find a way to to make that revenue in the meantime while keeping doing these things on the side. That's how you get to that, like, sort of, I'm paying for myself through these things way. It's not by turning up the heat really high and right. try and adding another button and stuff like that. So, so I'm kind of eating. I think you're 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 bang on. And I I I, uh, I don't take away anything that I said before because it'd all be great changes. No, but I, I do to say me, to me all the stuff that you're saying is is step one a you know, one b. Step no, they're, one, they're like step ten really. Because to me, like, honestly, you're right. The most important work right now really is a Rolodex of clients that I could potentially be in contact with for the next 18 to 24 months. Like that's, that's the thing. If I can do, if I can get like a handful of clients and work with them, maybe an agency here and there and, and find some sort of like little creative niche to sort of like, yes, I do a little bit of this and a little bit. And I work, I work for these five companies and, and their plumber sites or their, whatever you pick something and you dive right in over there. That's how you, and you're, you're just, that's just to pay the bills while you're building this stuff on the side. Yeah. And I think, cause if you allow this stuff, these things just take time to grow. The challenge is it it can feel like a full-time job writing for the blog, making the, making Making the membership site better, you know. But you're right that none of those are going to lead directly to a bunch of sales and making enough to be able to put a roof over your head. Whew. Yeah, I don't know, guys. I I'm not going to totally disagree, but I am going to take a little bit of a different position on this, just because I think my, I don't know. I get such a sense from Paul that he there there is a little bit of like listen to your heart and intuition on this one, just because you can tell that he's really never had the opportunity to go just like a hundred percent into building this. I agree. I think that it's great that he has this ripcord that he can work with clients with you know his previous life and the expertise that he has. But I look at creative triggers and of course, probably not too surprising because my background's in sales. I look at this and I see so much opportunity from a sales perspective that I'll talk about in a second. I would really like to see him optimize and make some serious changes to this site to be in particular more crisp and clear about what it is that creative triggers even does for people and maybe spend a month or two on that, which would still give him months to but, but let, really jump into the client work if he had to but, do that. I would just be curious to see what would happen if he was able if he was able to redo this site a bit to to be more clear. But let me ask you this. He said that he needs he makes between four and five hundred pounds and he needs twenty five hundred. So we're talking about a multiple of five to six times. How in right. the hell are you going to get five to six times more people out of an existing audience through optimization? I mean maybe he could double it, 
double the size of Creative Triggers in six yeah. months, but five well, to six times from the same audience. And you go, well, you look at other channels. You look at, you look, okay, so there's, there's optimizing this, the, the site itself, the landing page, the conversion. Okay. You're optimizing your page. And then there's, then there's the channel that you're going through. So he has his existing blog and that's free essentially to chat with them. Um, through the blog posts and the emails and things. There's also the surf, search traffic, a bunch of new people coming in, okay? Um, and then there's advertisement, which is where, I mean, I, like, look at uh, what I'm looking at this. And Steph, I want to hear what your ideas are on this page on, on what, what you're thinking in terms of the sales stuff. And Corbett, I think we, uh, like, l- let's, let it, let's let me and Steph go into that world just a little bit, and then you pull the ripcord of us out, and you just kind of, kind of, spray yeah, spray mean, acid all over us but what i love is <laughs> is this these look at look at every single every single person who has a quote on this page right? right to me i look at these and i go like okay so now i have a very specific facebook demographic to go and target i have a t- like i you know you could get to helgos there's a lot of helgas out there this is one of the first uh quotes there and and you know Helga probably has a little bit of money to spend and a lot of time to spend in her life and she would love to to like have a community of people to work on her drawings with right, right. I think there's a huge amount of people that can they pay will they pay those are the two big questions sure. can they pay totally will he, they pay and he's probably like a lot of his customers may be um, retired or yep. they they may work a part time job That's or something so, I mean what a great demographic yeah. to to be able to offer a little bit I mean, and another thing is, is like seventeen dollars a month is is really affordable. Like, right. and I could get to, you could get to a lot of, of grandparents for more than that, that they, and they would be, they would, they would, they wouldn't even bat an eye at it probably. Right. But uh, that, not that like the, the answer is going to be raising your rates necessarily in this situation. Okay. Go for it, Steph. What were you thinking in terms of all the things you wanted to, you liked to, from a sales perspective? Yeah. I mean, I have so many different thoughts on this. First of all, let me just go back for a second because I do agree with what Corbett's saying. I think that he, he probably is going to have to get involved in client work at some point to sustain himself. I think we agree on that much. My fear for him though, is it would be a real shame to jump right into that to the point where he never really takes the time. Cause I see people get lost in the freelance world and it's so easy to do that, right? You'll do anything to make sure that you have enough clients to sustain your pipeline. And even in the forums, like in uh, Paul's signature, he has creative triggers linked there as my dream. I mean, he says creative triggers is his dream. So I would hate to see him jump so far into the freelance side of things that this kind of falls by the wayside. So what I'm really saying is I think that if he could take just a little bit of time to make this his full-time job, I think that he could see, I mean, he's got 4,000 people on his email list and it sounds like we've deduced he probably has 40 to 50 members. So there's a lot of people who are followers, loyal followers of Paul who aren't on his site and it's not or on, in his membership site. And it's not that all of those people are going to ever be in his membership site for sure. But I think that there's some room there for him to attract more people. So that's number one. Number two, when I land on this site, I don't fully know what it's about. And of course, I will raise my hand right now and say I'm not I'm probably not in Paul's target audience, which is fair enough. But as an example, you know, if you're trying to figure out what this what this membership really is. So when I land on it, I think to myself, okay, there's a membership here. There's this big box that says personal growth through starting and sustaining a regular drawing habit. So I know that the community is based around having a drawing habit, but I don't know what having a drawing habit is going to do for me. And that's really big in terms of motivating people to put their money down and say, yes, I want to be part of this. So I don't know what this is going to do for me. And 
to Chase's point, there's some great testimonials when you scroll down to the bottom. These people are going into detail in terms of what the community did for them. But I really have to dig to understand what difference creative triggers made in these people's lives. And I think that's a big deal. So the only way to really find out what creative triggers is about is Paul has this video right front and center on his homepage. But there's a couple of problems. One, it's 11 minutes long. And I started to watch this video and Paul kind of starts to talk about his background. He has a lovely accent. He's very pleasant to listen to. But if I'm on this site and I have a limited amount of time, I want to know in like a minute flat, what is the problem that this site and membership community is trying to address? Why should I care? What's in it for me? And what are you going to do? What is paying $17 a month going to do to advance me from having this problem or from needing this thing or wanting to be a better artist or wanting to, you know, cultivate peace in my life or whatever that real pain is or or desire. And how is being in this community going to get me there? And I think right now that's just almost completely absent from this page. Mm -hmm. And if he was able to capture that, I'd be very curious to see how many more, because he's got some interest. He's got significant interest. It would be really interesting to see if that part was honed, how many more people he would be able to convert. That's just my yeah. Perspective, one of the though. things that's really uh, like, in some ways, the hard thing, as he as he mentioned, is he's like revamping this, and it sounds like he's probably using the other software and stuff. The big button here is click here to give it a try. Okay, cool. I, I expect when I click on that button, just so you know, Paul, I and probably many people who are landing the site when we that expect that when I click here to give this a try, that you're going to take me right into it, mm. and I'm going to see what it is. But instead, it's a form with a PayPal checkout button at the bottom. Um, it says here the price for membership is $1 now and then $17 per month. Um, so there, there, in some ways, I know, I know how hard it is to work with, with PayPal. I know how hard it is to try to set all this technical crap up. It's a pain in the arse. Um, but, uh, but that in and of itself is enough to make me go like, oh, wait, never mind. I'm not even gonna, like, I'm not gonna just go through just to see what it's like. It's kind of, it's kind of crappy that way, mm-hmm. you know, um, to, to have to deal deal with that when really what I want to do is I do want to I'll get in for a dollar I'd rather get in for free and you show me around um, or to watch a video or, or to like you know take me on a seven step email uh, seven day email thing where it's like you can't get in just yet but I'm gonna I've got a seven day email series I can send you we'll see if you can start if you can stick on on that and and then and then I'll allow you to to check out the community a little bit more mm-hmm. and in some ways even that would be a would be something more akin to like okay cool I'm I'm because what I want is a daily habit I don't want to be a part of this community I want a daily habit right and then I think you have to convince me that being a part of this daily community is what's gonna or of of this creative uh, triggers community is what's going to make me better at my thing well what's a quick little win i you can get me to click the button get the emails do the thing and then maybe like at the end of it you've you've sort of won me over and it's like okay now you can jump in um here's exactly what it looks like here's a video a screenshot me showing you around if you want to join just go ahead and click the button it's just going to be 17 bucks for and you don't have to worry about the month the dollar and the setting 17 dollars is so affordable it's so easy in some ways you could just just go for it um but that, so that, I, I agree in that um, I feel like when I'm on this page, uh, I am a part of, of this kind of membership. I know what he means, Steph, when he's talking about a regular drawing habit um, and that kind of like daily art stuff. So it, it's not as much the the positioning of, of the benefit. So for me, as much as it is, what am I really going to get from this? Like, what do right. you have videos? Is there like a, you can send me an email? Like, what am I paying for? What am I paying yeah. for is the, is the real question that I have. And I need to be convinced that this is actually working. These quotes are okay. I don't end up reading them very much. Um, right. I just see that they're there. 
so I think in some ways there there is some convincing that you can do, Paul. So to do that. Okay. So okay. Um, now spray your acid fire on us. All right. So um, let's talk about what really matters. What really matters here. So there are. Let's categorize the different things that Paul could do, and and he listed several ideas that he has. If you listen to the six things that Paul said that he could do, so again, he said he could improve the membership site. Version 2 should be much better and is underway. It's not tested yet, though, so I'm working on getting that um, to that point as quickly as possible. Number two, so number one is improve the membership site. Number two is he's talking about doing new courses. Number three is a new ebook. Number four is a free 10-day course. Number five is guest posting to build his list. And number six is getting SEO project work. Okay. So we talked about the SEO project work. That's freelancing. That's an option for Mm -hmm. getting cash in the door. The second category of stuff is improving his existing thing, his creative triggers um, or his blog or whatever. Mm -hmm. And then the third category would be all of these new ebook and course ideas that he has. All right. Um, So uh, if he needs cash in the door quickly, freelancing seems like a decent option. There's a debate as to whether or not he should do that first, or maybe he should work on creative triggers first. Then when it comes to working on creative triggers, um, so far we've discussed uh, changing the sales page pretty dramatically, changing the um, sign up flow, maybe doing a new video, that sort of thing. Mm. You guys mentioned some changes to the blog. Um, the only thing that Paul listed that he was thinking about working on was improving the membership site. He's calling this version two. That to me is talking about the product very specifically yeah. and nothing yeah. about the sales process um, or anything that's sort of at the top of the funnel. Mm-hmm. When Paul and I talked about this um, on the Fizzle Friday a few weeks ago, we spent a lot of time talking about the the funnel and what it would take to get more people into his membership site. And we know this from working on Fizzle. Yeah. When you work on the product itself, you're doing something to help your existing members. It might improve word of mouth to some degree, and it might keep people around for a while. Yeah. But it's not as if you tweak something in the product and suddenly you get 200 new people Drastic to sign up. Drastic changes, yeah. That just doesn't happen. Yeah. Um, if he wants to get people into his community, he needs to either get more exposure or do a better job of converting the people that are being exposed to creative triggers. So that would be like improving the sales page yeah. or just getting more people to see the sales advertising. Page to like to me, with. to me finding those, those, uh, you know, it's all women that have these quotes that are all that like several of them look like they're, you know, old, older than like, uh, you know, middle age and, and beyond. And I think that's an awesome, awesome audience to build a site for. Cause, cause I think for them putting drawing in their life would be like incredibly fulfilling. Right. Like as the quotes all get to. Right. And so in the advertising world, that is like a little bit of a dream. That's a little bit of a dream boat, like to find those people on Facebook. But that, but you have to pay money there. Right. right? And so if he's already, you know, it's already a, a runway situation yeah. and his runway is going to burn faster if he starts paying money totally. to reach people. So if he's going to have all this time on his hands, um, what could he do to get more people to experience learning to see and creative triggers yeah so he mentioned guest posting yeah okay so that's one thing that that it could be great i personally just i just it's just it's a hassle 
Like normally, like one guest post probably won't do a hell of a lot, and you want to kind of have uh, some. And that's not necessarily true. You could have one great guest post on a really big site, and it does really well for you, right? So imagine you made your imagine you have this long roadmap of of courses, Paul, or you've got like a you know a thirty days to to a daily habit practice, and you just made the first day available or as a blog post, basically on a really big uh, popular drawing site or something like that. Oh, we're really excited to have Paul Foxen from this over here to do this. Take it away paul and like okay if you want the rest of the 30-day course it's over here you know and, and you you it was a good like lesson or whatever blog post that you made that could be really effective it totally could it's also now that that um why do i why do i shy away from that so much i don't know it's just it it just well it's work and we're and and that's the boring part but is that what paul has been shying away from hmm. you know so far and i think he has i think paul made the thing yeah and maybe the experience is really good inside of creative triggers yeah but we don't have a whole lot of evidence about that right now because when you go to the sales page, you don't see that much. And maybe he's so focused on just working on the product that he's not doing much to sell it. He's yeah. giving away a lot of free content. He's not getting off of his own site. I think creative trig- I think um, learning to see has been around for a while. And you know he's an SEO guy, and so yeah. that's where he's getting his traffic from mm-hmm. is people looking for you know how to draw such and such. Yeah. Um, so he's getting people that way, but he's not reaching like new audience as much. So he probably isn't experiencing that much growth. Yeah. Another way to do it would be, okay. So what I, if I'm, if I'm dreaming of a, of a guest posting thing, okay. So let's say we go with guest posting. Let's also say that included in that means maybe being, trying to get featured on podcasts and things that, that, that fit like being interviewed there. Yep. I would have a very targeted focus where on these guest posts, it's really, it's about this daily habit. Yep. How do I make drawing a part of my daily habit? It's not, how do I shade an apple? It's not X, Y, and Z. It's it, you can you can talk about those things within the context of how do I make art? Uh, my drawing is specifically maybe a part of my daily habit. Something that directly directly correlates to membership sales. Okay, not just the blog, not just art stuff, right? Not just things in this large umbrella yeah, yeah, yeah. of but very of drawing. specific. Very specifically, you become the Stephen Pressfield of art, mm-hmm. right? For for these three months of just trying to guest post up the wazoo, like and and that being targeted about uh, the the people, like like here's ten sites that I would love to be featured on, and I'm gonna hound them. I'm going to hound them and try to get it done. Um, I think that 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 will that will totally. One of the, a few episodes but, back, we talked about like, what if you just focused on trying to sell one today, just one membership today? Yeah, just sell one membership today, and tomorrow, just sell one membership, right? Like, so what would you yeah. do to sell one membership? And, and he and realistically, he probably only needs to sell. He has um, he has like 180 days left. Yeah, and he needs roughly 200 or so people. And of course, there's some churn there. Yeah, but maybe he needs to sell 300. So really, that's like one and a half per day or uh. something over the next 180 days. So yeah. it makes it feel a little more doable. But so he um, he mentions guest posting a little bit. But what he says is number five. It's kind of a throwaway item yeah. on his list. Yeah. It says. Guest posting to build my list. Yeah. On my list of things for Paul not to do was guest posting with no specific goal or strategy. Yeah. Because there, I've seen this happen before. People hear about guest posting on other blogs, they try it out, and they're like, oh, that's a waste of time. And usually it's because what they do is they spend a bunch of time finding the site, um, they write the guest post, and then at the end, it's like Paul Foxen helped, you know, is, um, writes over at learning to see and it's like a link to his blog and people go there they see the blog and then they move on and he doesn't get any results from it on the other hand um we have partnered with several people who have 
literally sent us hundreds of members. Yeah. In fact, we have a couple of partners who have sent us well over 500 members each. Mm-hmm. So a partner of that magnitude could solve all of Paul's problems yeah. overnight, basically. But in order to make that work, it has to be a very specific pointed call to action with a very specific audience that that works. I mean, there's not, there's, those aren't just like regular, those aren't just like any site out there that works. No, it's the perfect feeder for fizzle. It's a, exactly. feeder, it's a fizzle feeder. Exactly. And so the thing is to find those, those creative triggers feeders. So, but there, ha- you know, there are sites out there that are fairly big in the design and, and art world yeah. um, and, and drawing. So if Paul could make a list of the top 10 sites and figure out a, a good way to make a pitch for people to actually consider creative triggers. You're not trying to dump them into this long, meandering uh, yeah. flow of check out my blog post and then I hope that you come back and then maybe you'll sign up for my email list and blah, yeah. blah, blah. You're not going to get people to sign up that way. This has to be a, hey, by the way, for your audience, I'm putting together a special six week free trial. Yeah. And it only lasts for the next two weeks if you come and check I it out. I love that, though. I love I love that that call to Because the truth is that you, when you're guest posting out there and you're promoting an ebook that's free on your website, and you're, that, that, that will be a part of your ongoing sales funnel eventually. Yeah. Once you're past that ramen profitable number, then you can go like, all right, so now we get, let's build it up just a tiny bit more to, to get that padding and that comfort. Now let's build this. Now let, let's, let's expand the funnel out so we can just get way more people in the lip to, to, much, to much more agree kinds of things potentially yeah but when you hear that in comparison to no just get people in the membership site which one sounds like actually better yeah it's like the latter right because like you can you can have a very small and very profitable audience if you focus on that or you can try to get more people on your email list and have to to talk about god knows what whether or not it fits with your with your membership site or not and try you know trying to trying to land on topics that people are interested in and things like that you know so I think that's one, a couple of things that are really interesting about what you just said. Number one, the numbers, how you worked it out to, to be about a, a member and a half per day. Let's say two members a day. Paul, you got to do, you just got to get two members a day. And I don't know if that inspires you or if that worries you and makes you clam up. Like I know that for me with your business, it inspires me. For me with my business, it makes me clam up. Do you know what I mean? Like right. when I look at someone else's business, I can go like, here's what you got to do, man. I'm so proud of you. You're going to be able to do this. Yada, yada, yada. And I can pump you up because I can see that it's a reality. You can do this. For me with my business, I go, no, I could never, no, like I can't, I don't know that I can do it. Right. You know what I mean? Right. I think Paul probably doesn't know that he can do that. Well, and here's the thing. So it's two members a day right now. Yeah. If Paul goes on this version two escapade that he's talking about, he's yeah. like improving the product. That needs to be given up on. Any, any, and now we're talking about three months from now. Now suddenly you're at, I need four members yeah. a day. And then you're like, well, this is impossible, right? Yeah. Yeah. So if you're thinking about it now and you feel like one and a half to two members a day is impossible, then to me, that's like ding, 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 time to go get freelance work. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. If you feel like, well, maybe I have a shot Ooh, at it. That's a good little question. That's a good little rubric right there. If if you feel like maybe I have a shot at it, then that's fine. But you need to start on the really high impact stuff right now and take all of your hypotheses, the six things that he listed and every idea that we've given him, and order those, um, rank them by which one, which things do I think are lowest effort and highest impact hmm. that I could possibly engage in and try some of those out like now, like this week yeah. and see if any of them start to pay off, you know? So, yeah. so, you know, do your best to go get a guest post, uh, make it a really pointed offer, tweak your sales page a little bit before that and see if, if I reach like an audience of 10,000 people, can I get 20 people to sign up for creative triggers? Yeah. 
And if so, are there 10 of those out there? Do I think that there are 10? And that way, maybe I could get to my 200 people. That Another I- quick idea is, uh, you know, member referral stuff, right? Incentivizing the people. Hey, hey guys, like I've got 40 of you in here right now or 50 or whatever. Listen, if you get one of your, anybody else in here, I'll give them, uh, I'll give you and them this certain discount. Now you arguably are cutting into your money a bit there, but so do them, do the math to where it's like, you're not cutting into your money to do that, right? You're making money if they stay on for two months or three, right? Whatever the cutoff point is. Because the truth is a lot of these, a lot of these people probably have friends in their life that be, you know what? You could probably like, you would actually probably really like this and I'm loving it. And it'd be fun to have someone in real life. In my like that, I that we could meet up and and do some of this stuff with painting parties, drawing parties, right? This is a kind of thing that could work well like in in that world. Just and that's that's a that's a you know what that is? That's a uh, that's a two hour idea. Spend two hours thinking like spend forty minutes planning it and writing it, and, or and and then or spend forty minutes planning it, another twenty minutes writing it, and then send that email out to each of your members. I don't care if you have to send one each end of each individually. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Then say, hey, Barbara, I wanted to ask you something. I'm trying to grow the community. You know that we've got this thing going on. And this is my favorite thing. I want to grow it for forever, yada, yada, yada. I'm wondering if there's anybody in your life that you could share creative triggers with. If you do, send them this link and I'll be sure to reimburse them for X, Y, and Z and you'll get a, you'll get a Starbucks gift card or whatever. I don't know how it works, right? But think it through what makes sense for your audience. That's a that's a captive that's and, and and so the important thing about that is that is a like two hour to four hour idea. That's not like a I tried that and it didn't work. Right. You just check that off the list. Move on to the next thing. Yep. One, on, on the list for tomorrow is make up a Facebook post about X, Y, and Z. Get people try to get people in the door over there. Yeah. On the list that, that guess what else is on? That's just one thing on the list tomorrow. There's three things on the list tomorrow, right? One of them is hounding these ten bloggers and with with or putting together proposals for the things you want to write for their blog. Yeah, and this right? gets at that that whole idea you were talking about this this idea of. Um, seeing your business as like a science experiment, you should just be wearing a lab coat with a little checklist, yeah. you know, or uh, whatever. Uh, what do you call that thing? Clipboard. Clipboard. And and you're just checking things off the list. You have this long list mm-hmm. and you're going to try this and maybe it'll work and maybe it won't. The problem is, I think a lot of people that are in this situation make this list of, you know, five or 10 things that they could do. Yeah. And they, they zone in on one as if it's the savior of their whole business. And if this yeah. doesn't work out, and I'm totally screwed. And the hardest thing about this, Paul, because it's the hardest thing for me, because I'm, a, I, at least for me, it's really hard because I'm super lazy and I feel really efficient when I see a long list of things. And I'm just like, if it'll take that to do it, then it's not even worth doing. But the truth is, you don't need 10 things on that list. You need 150 things on that list. And you need to, and you need to realize that the game every day is you come in and you check three off every single day. Then go play with your, 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 kids if you have those and and your spouse or whatever i don't know you go draw you go do, but you do three things every single like you're four or five i don't know but whatever's whatever was going to keep you from burning out you have to do that stuff and you, the list is long you've got you know however many 10 15 25 bloggers to reach out to to try to do a guest post on their site very targeted about the daily habit stuff right yep you've got um You've got Facebook things like people on Facebook need to be hearing about your stuff. So you're putting it out there and you're making it really shareable and you're asking Barbara emailing one of your members to say like, what, what could I make that you would love to share, uh, in, with to your your Facebook friends, yep. right? And you're just hounding. It's just like these, and you're not turning them into big, big campaigns. Right. You're, they're just an idea. That's an hour. And, that's an and, hour to, and it's done. And you have to keep these short 
and nimble so that you can be quick. God, why don't I listen? Out- why don't I listen to my own advice on this? Like right. it just it just sucks to think about this. I'm really excited thinking about it for Paul. But when I think about it for Fizzle, I burn out already. I'm like, I'm not trying to sell one member today. You know what I'm trying to do is I'm trying to make this massive, huge roadmap. And all. And I love to be in that world of make-believe, never, never land. Mm-hmm. We, we're just, this roadmap is never going to be out, potentially. Yeah, we all, because, we all do that. Because it's just, it's more fun to pretend. It's more fun to go like one day, one day, and to live there when really it's a reality already. Like, Paul's, Paul, this, this, it, you can do this. This is already a potential reality. And you just have to, you just have to fight you yep. have to like get dirt underneath your fingernails until your nails or your fingertips are bloody, and that's all it takes. That's yep. it. <laughs> you know. Okay. <laughs> so uh, I'd love to hear um, where Steph's at on this, but I'm just going to summarize the the three things that I think Paul three categories of things Paul can work on yeah. um, to get more people in the door for creative triggers. Yeah. If, if that's what he decides he should be doing. So the first is um, improving the, uh, conversion ratio for lack of a better term Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. of people who see the creative trigger sales page. And maybe he doesn't even know what that is right now, but we suspect that it's probably low because his call to action is not very strong. His video is fairly long and there's not any detail about what you get. Yeah. Um, unless you watch like through the video or whatever. Right. Yeah. Right. Um, so yeah, let me, can I just jump yeah, in there really please. quick? Cause that's like the number one thing on my mind right now is I think you, Paul, as you're listening to this, you want to, and, and anybody who's working on their sales page, like, I don't think our advice is go list every feature and benefit because then, you know, we all see those sales pages and we're like, Oh my God. And that feels like overwhelm and you just jump away. I think this is really simple. I think it's, you know, who is the person that is going to benefit from this? Like create a bit of a profile so that if I land on this page, I can ask my myself, you know, do I see myself in what Paul is describing here? Do I see myself in what these testimonials are saying? Because there's some really, again, there's some really powerful stuff here that I would love to see Paul create that one minute video and say, listen, you know, for example, multiple of these former customers of his have said, I got self-confidence from this. I learned how to be a more confident person. Like that's huge. And I think there are so many people, especially in this demographic who are searching for that oftentimes in this sort of like second um, part of their life. So like figure out who those people are. What is it that they're feeling when they come to you? And then he also mentions creative triggers is about reducing barriers to regular art practice. Maybe describe some of those barriers. Like why, why do people need to be part of this community in order to actually do those things? What are those barriers and how does creative triggers get you past that? So, I, and then I think a little bit about what you'll get, but he doesn't even need to go on and on about all the features and benefits as much as just being super specific and honed in so that if I hear about creative triggers from my friend Helga, I know immediately whether or not I fit into that category and I can see myself in what he's describing. So that I think from a sales page perspective would just make a tremendous difference for the people who are already visiting that site. Mm -hmm. So category one is improve, you know, how many people are going to actually sign up for the thing. Um, Category number two is make better use of his existing audience. He's got 10 to 20,000 people on his site. He's got 4,000 people on an email list. I know that he says he's pitched those people, but you can imagine there has to be some low-hanging fruit there. Yeah. Um, promotions that he can do to his existing audience. He could probably drum up 50 new people. You can do a lifetime membership for $100, right. $97, like lifetime membership, or, right? Or, or something well, like that. As Chase pointed out, he doesn't even have a link or a banner or anything to creative triggers on his blog mm-hmm. where most of his people are going. So that's a, probably an easy way too is to you know have it a little bit more front and center for people to find the community when they go to the blog. Yep, absolutely. And then the third category would be to reach new audiences, whether that be Facebook or guest posting or being on a podcast. Or uh, I talked to him about this before, do 
uh, webinars, free drawing sessions, you know, show yeah. up for an hour on Meerkat or something and um, do like a, like, let's sit and draw for an hour and I'll show you some techniques. And at the end, oh, by the way, if you like this, I do this every week inside of Creative Triggers, blah, yeah. blah, blah. Um, that could be a good way to drum up business as well. So we're not saying any one of these is the be all end all, but you have to make a list of these things. And then I would order them by how much effort do I think this is going to take? And what do I think the potential payoff is? and rank them and then just start picking them off the list. Like Chase was saying, be diligent about doing something every day on those. And you have to see that somehow, you, you, for me, I have to see that each one of those items on the list, doing one, it, it, even though it doesn't, it might not even move the needle, it still matters that you did it. Your victory is in the fact that you just did it. Mm -hmm. Okay. And it's not that it's just about victory or defeat. It's just that it's like, you're doing your job. You're doing your work. Yep. There's a story my friend told me about, uh, uh, about Oprah and Maya Angelou. He was in the room with Oprah and Maya Angelou. Uh, this is a true story. Tom Shadiak told me, and he said, Oprah was literally sitting there with Maya Angelou and said, I'm, I'm, I'm confused or concerned about my, about my legacy. What's my legacy? What's my legacy going to be? And Maya Angelou, just like late in her life, was, you don't get to pick what your legacy is. Do your work. <laughs> and I loved that. I've thought about that ever since. Just because like, that's what I fetishize is to be able to just do things on the list and just like decide this is the work and stick to it regardless of my insecurities, regardless of comparisons to other people and all that crap. You know what I mean? Yep. That I feel all the time that sneaks in. Why can't I just stick to the work and sense that it's important work, that it matters that I do that, you know? So, Paul, I hope that I could just spill that into you. Steph, what, what in closing, what, what have you heard today? What, what, what do you need to say? I, I mean, I think we've said a lot and I think, you know, one of the things that Corbett pointed out that's important is at this point, um, understandably. So Paul has a lot on his mind. He has a lot of different directions he could take. He's a bit overwhelmed. I think, um, you guys have given some great advice. I think it was Chase who said, you know, pick out the three things a day that you can do and, and like break them into micro steps. You know, there's a ton of different directions where you could go, but I think he needs to feel in this stage where he's got six months to go, he needs to have a little mini celebration every day, even if it's a small thing, even if it's just, you know, getting that one and a half or two people to sign up in that day. I think it's very easy to um, just kind of get swallowed in this sea of sorrow of feeling like he's going to have, and it, then you kind of start to catastrophize. You're like, oh my God, now I only have 179 days and now I have 178 days yeah. and oh my, I'm going to, I'm going to have to go get a full-time job. And I think that the antidote to that is to celebrate those really small, tiny steps along the way that are going to add up. So I think just keep at it. There's obviously a lot of different things that he could do. And if he approaches this with some intention and continues to be as vulnerable and honest and using the resources around him that he's been using, I think we're going to see some awesome things from Paul. So he has a big fan in me for sure. Awesome. Okay, so here's my closing thing. I think, uh, I guess in all of that, I think, Paul, you got to put client work on the table. That has to be something you're starting to drum up right now. Because that's just a great safety net to have going. You can always say no later, but it can be a hard thing to get going. It takes a while to get started. So that's one of your things that you do every day getting in touch with another person or another few people to to say I do this kind of work or or and 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 if I were if I were in your situation and I had to do that it would be for me personally it would be web design and the first thing I would do was pick, would be pick a very specific kind of business to work with right a plumber like plumber companies or uh, or restaurants or something like that and the big question asking that is can they pay will they pay restaurants they can't pay <laughs> they cannot pay um, so just as a little just if you could just 
just think you can pull up the phone book and say, where are the plumbers? And just start calling them. And you'll learn within about 10 calls that plumbers can't pay for crap. And so you're trying to find the people that can pay, that are interested in this kind of work, that, that, um, and you have a very clear sort of proposition to them. Um, or you're working with agencies and saying, listen, you're doing website stuff. I, I specialize in this, in this SEO thing. I can just take that stuff as a project rate for you. Every site I'll make sure that is, you know, is all SEO'd out in the right way before it even goes live. Well, however that works. So I think that needs to be on the table, the, the, the client work stuff, just because, like I said, it's hard to get started and it's really easy to say no to new clients. Um, and and other than that, yeah, it's creating that list. I would I would spend a morning creating that list of all the things, the guest posts, the, the, the all this other kind of stuff that you could do. And those are categories, and they require planning. They require specifics, like you had said, Steph, microing out those tasks. It's not just like write a guest post. It's like do the research to define who. What are the ten or fifteen places I want to I want to write on? What um What are the topics that I could write for those people? Yada yada yada. What are the email addresses for those people? Like finding all of those things and then go out and you email all of them. Realize none of them write you back, and you have to find ten more. But now you have a process for that. So. Other than that, I would say my one action item is to go back and listen to this again and take notes, <laughs> knowing yeah. what you know now. Um, I hope that it's been helpful for you all listening listening to us uh, uh, break down Paul's business. Paul, we are rooting for you so hardcore. You're uh, you're such a stud, and and we can't wait to see what happens with it. And so keep bringing it to the forums, and we'll keep chiming in. Yeah, uh, two other quick things. Um, first, uh, Fizzle Show listeners, don't forget, we're running a special promo right now. You can try Fizzle out for five weeks. For free, just go to fizzle.co slash try five. That's just for try five. for Fizzle Show listeners. Um, and the other thing is, we would love to hear if you like this kind of breakdown. We did one of these uh, a month ago. and Flesh coloring pencils. People seem to like it. Um, and uh, if you like this, let us know. And um, if you're a Fizzle member and you're listening to this and you think your business might be a good candidate for a breakdown, yeah. let us know that as well. By the way, if any videographers out there uh, really need your help making a sort of like a really sexy uh, promo for just um, just coloring as an adult, mm. can you imagine it's like adult coloring <laughs> with Chase Reeves? Do you want to get hot? <laughs> you hear like the pencil like scratching it out. Oh, <laughs> you know, he's like, are you ready to get real hot? <laughs> <laughs> it's just like I'm coloring and coloring as an adult. I don't know why I would turn into that. That's terrible. <laughs> it's really bad. It's really, really. I bad. have been Chase Werman Reeves. I've been Corbett Barr. I've been Steph Crowder. Rhymes with chowder. We'll see you there, or we'll see, see you another, another time. time. <laughs> why do we sound drunk? We always do. <laughs>「Have it. Thank you so much, Paul, for agreeing to let us discuss your business on this show. We love your spirit and your direction. Get out there and break a leg, man. We're rooting for you. For show notes on this episode, you can go to fizzleshow.co slash 118. That's 118. That's where you're going to find the links to Paul's websites as well as to that great Seth Godin quote. The Seth Woden quote. Fizzleshow.co slash 118. Here is an iTunes review from Z Bryant 805 in the U.S. of A. Hey, guys, I just heard episode 11. I'm kind of far behind. And I just wanted to say that every time I listen to your podcast, I pull myself out of my slump. 
and become re-energized for working on my business. That is awesome, Zebriant805. You are Zebriant805? <laughs> that is exactly our goal here at, at Fizzle, and, or at least with our podcast. It's, it's to help you make progress on your business every single week. In fact, that's the mission for our entire organization. We have a company now. It's like not just like some dream that one of us dreamed up. It's like there's, there's people that we employ and customers that we serve, and all of it is about this one idea to help you make progress on your business every single week because that's where the real work happens. You think it's about having a great idea? It's not. The only thing that proves if that idea is good or not is if you're still making progress on it 105 weeks from now. Think your idea is really good? It's not. Start working on it and make progress on it every week and you'll realize, oh, it's not that great of an idea, but this one over here is a good idea. The hard part about this stuff is making that progress every single week, continuing to work on your stuff when you're feeling burnt out, when you're feeling lazy when you're feeling Ugh, I don't want to do that right now and hopefully you get a little bit of that inspiration motivation the direction for the things that are important to do like we got into with Paul's business today from this show if you like it please leave us a review on iTunes all you got to do is open up iTunes it's a, it's a thing on your computer or your phone whatever probably know where that is you know where that is if you don't know where that is I can't really help you but if you do know where that is you can just go to the iTunes store, click uh, search for Fizzle, and click write a, write a review. I would love to hear your voice in the reviews there. Okay, the question Seth Godin asks us is, how few people can you influence and still be doing this tomorrow? It's not about how do you reach more people. It's the opposite. It's how, what's the smallest amount of people, the smallest number of people that I can, that I can be influencing and reaching and, and interacting with so that I can still, so that I can make enough money to be doing this tomorrow, so that I can have all my bills paid and do all the things that I need to do, so that I can have that. What's the smallest number of people that, that, I, can, that I can possibly survive doing this for? I think it's a very powerful question. And I think it helps you get right to the, the matter of like, what am I building and why and who is it for? And what should I do next? Remember, there's no such thing as security. All you can do is as much as you can do. Find care, take care, serve hard, and dig in. Thanks, and I'll talk to you next Fizzle Friday. <laughs>